Welcome to Upbringing, where Hannah and Kelty, twins, mothers, and works in progress. Upbringing is a movement that empowers parents to grow up alongside their kids for sanity and social change. Through this podcast, speaking and coaching, we focus on our personal work as parents, the awareness, intention, and approach needed to raise amazing humans while we also get some shit done. Join us to radically redefine kids' resistance as an opportunity to nurture skills and values like consent, nonviolent communication, emotional intelligence, body positivity, and respect. We attempt this by practicing powers beyond control, evidence-based tools that protect our kids' personal freedoms, support their skill building, and better align with how we roll as people. To us, this is the practice of parenting, when we can choose trust over fear, connection over control, and progress over perfection. We're not just raising our kids, we're raising ourselves. Let's show up and grow up. Today's episode is supported by A Kid's Book About, a collection of beautifully designed books that kickstart challenging and empowering conversations between kids and their grown-ups. It's no surprise at all that we like talking about the hard stuff with one another, with you all, and with our kids, which is why this new series has resonated so much with us. A Kid's Book About releases new books every month from experts and authors who bring their personal stories, practical wisdom, and childlike playfulness to the page. They explore topics like belonging, feminism, body image, racism, gratitude, and beyond. Life is complicated, and their mission is to help kids and their grown-ups have honest conversations about things that matter. We think that's pretty cool, so visit today's show notes to learn more. Now, on to our episode. Hey, everybody. Hey. Welcome back to Upbringing. We are sisters and moms of kids three, four, five, and six years old who drive us crazy and who we love very much, right? Very much, yes. And we want to briefly acknowledge our privilege in getting to talk about this stuff as our job. And also a quick disclaimer that though we do have certifications, we are not licensed therapists Mm -hmm. or doctors. Mm -hmm. Yep, we base this season's podcast episodes on our freedoms model and our resist approach, which are on our website at upbringing.co. So check those out if you haven't downloaded them yet. This week is free to contribute. Mm-hmm. This is a really big one. Last last week was good <laughs> you too. You say though. that every week. This though. is a huge <laughs> one. Um, but yeah, so basically the freedoms are these areas of our kids' lives that we want to be interacting with very sensitively, mm-hmm. respectfully, right? They're also spheres that we tend to either over control or under control in mm-hmm. yeah. and these spheres that are very personal to our kids just as our own spheres of freedoms are personal to us and they reflect their inner wisdom and inner authority that we really want to be cultivating and nurturing because they're going to go out into the big world soon and have a lot of external pressures not just from us as their parents but from our greater culture right mm-hmm. so we want them to be strong we want their spirits to to know who they are and what they want yeah so how do we support that spirit that, mm-hmm. that inner wisdom and inner authority and also get shit done, get them fed, keep them um, safe and rested and all the things in these areas which can be fraught Mm -hmm. often with power struggles, resistance, all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what we talk about in all these freedoms. Today is contribute. And this is a a really important one to us. Um, Maybe we could just dive right into our hard stuff's the good stuff segment because it's very connected for me. I think the hard stuff's the good stuff is always going to be connected to our freedom Mm -hmm. in some way or another. (laughs) We're talking about this freedom because it's where our suffering 
suffering lies mm-hmm. and why we're trying to make meaning from and that. And where the opportunity is. Exactly. Yeah. So what's going on for you, Han? Well, I think we're all, you know, in similar boats and um, kind of floating along. And personally, right now I'm feeling a bit adrift. Mm-hmm. Um I I keep ping-ponging back and forth between like total panic and fear spiral and then also, you know, floating and being like, wow, I'm feeling the sun on my face right now. Mm-hmm. I'm noticing, I'm listening, I'm hearing the laps of the water. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of moving into this slower pace of peace in our little bubble. Our uh, quarantine but, sphere. <laughs> yes. But then also, you know, having these moments of um of access to what else is going on and what our future could hold. And so I'm just I'm a little back and forth right now. Yeah. Well what's what's good about about this ping ponging we're doing and ultimately for me, my big stressor right now is just feeling trapped, feeling overwhelmed, feeling mm-hmm. like I have <clears throat> too much to do and way less time than I used to do it and not even things like this like doing upbringing which has become its own special challenge um, to make time for but even just the basics keeping mm-hmm. the house clean keeping keeping general order in mm-hmm. in my home has having become such a challenge full play all day long yeah every meal every snack right like we're it, not it, we're not homeschoolers we're we're unschoolers a little bit right now and we're, yeah. that's how we're rolling a bit and and it it can tend towards chaos mm-hmm. um and that's what's been really hard for me. And that's why this episode was so important for me to explore with you, Han, and mm-hmm. make these little notes. We're not doing extensive research or reading six books per episode anymore. We're basically, the only time we have is to sit and powwow and then talk. <laughs> so here goes <laughs> nothing. Got, folks. Here goes nothing. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about today with Freedom con- to Contribute, right? Let's wanna- focus on the goals. Okay. Yeah, I like to go to the goals first. And this is available on our website where you can download um, the Freedoms model itself. But this is Free to Contribute Goal is a self-motivated person who considers themselves a valuable agent of change, who believes that contribution within and outside the home isn't just a personal responsibility, but a joy to partake in, who seeks to attend to their own needs and at the same time be part of something greater than themselves, united and empowered with others behind a mutual cause. Oh, goals. Can I be that? Can yeah, I do that? that sounds pretty good. Um, and then I'm going to read the description from the actual freedom. I, I might tweak it a little <clears throat> bit as I as I go. Yeah. Okay. Crazy messes, half-done projects, inane demands, involving kids in day-to-day routines and plans can feel like a recipe for chaos, and the urge to take it on ourselves or push it all on their plate can be a strong one. This freedom is a reminder that contribution is essential to kids' independence and a sense of agency as they grow. Contribution allows them to learn decision-making and collaboration skills, fostering a sense of self-worth and belonging within the family. We seek to encourage their contribution, however imperfect, rather than always getting things done faster and easier on our own. But we (laughs) had kind of a turn as we were writing this because I think... Most people right now are like, oh, I know my kid's contribution is important. Uh That's why I'm listening to this episode is how do I fucking get them to contribute? Yeah. You know, and Mm -hmm. I think that we wrote this description more as like a cautionary tale for people with babies Mm -hmm. as in like bring them in on toddlers, get them in on helping so that it becomes part of their normal life and routine. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's the flip that so easily happens is like zero to three or Mm -hmm. or or so we're like, we do everything. They're inept. They can't mm-hmm. even like tie their shoes or feed themselves or wipe anything up. Like, of course, we are doing the majority of all the contributions in the household. And that includes their self-care, too. Yeah. And then eventually we're like, I, I'm tired of cleaning you. I'm tired of cleaning up after you. Um, I think it's time for I've you to you do this now. I've seen you put a sock on. Get dressed. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's like time for it to be on their mm-hmm. on their, um on their plate. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this episode is going to be so much about... 
how we can build collaboration in contribution, these mm-hmm. skills. How can we can take a load off our own plate still? How can we, we can make it fun and build this kind of deeper, long-lasting value for our kids and feel more connected along the way? So mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do. We're just going to go through a bunch of bullet points that we're working on, that are helping us, that are based in research, mm-hmm. that we've read a lot about, and we're just trying to put into action so we don't go fucking crazy. I love it because, yeah, we don't want to go get too rigid and crazy and make them do things they're not able to yet mm-hmm. or willing to yet. And we also don't want to let it all go and fall into total fucking permissive chaos. Right. So that's that's what we're going to talk about is that middle way, like mm-hmm. we talk about every freedom, basically, and how we're going to be working both directly and indirectly. Mm-hmm. So in the face-to-face, talking to my child about this contribution moment and in all, all of our modeling, in all of our en- my environment work. We call it behind those, the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And I just really want to pop in really quick and talk about alignment, which okay. is in every Freedoms episode too, right? We have these amazing intentions for our kids, like the goals. Mm-hmm. I really want them in this free to contribute um, realm to want to help, to feel a sense of joy. And not not that um, contribution is just giving, 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 but it's also receiving. Mm-hmm. And it feels good to contribute, right? So why are we making it such a living hell? Mm-hmm. Just like all the other freedoms where we're like, in freedom nurture, I want sleep to be a joy. I want dinner time to be this magical atmosphere of experimentation and, and connection. And we're like three bites, take three bites. Mm-hmm. Or we're like, get in bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we get pushed to making these these realms and these experiences that ultimately and ideally we want to have a wonderful feeling and be full of connection. Mm-hmm. And we have to kind of, I don't even know how to say it, we, we ruin it. Mm-hmm. Like, why is it, why are they such um, tense, conflict-ridden well, spaces? Because they are, they belong to our children, yet we are ultimately responsible. And that is why. That's why. And That's it, the crux and it of is, the freedoms. The, the process of the freedoms is moving through a process of growing up alongside our kids where we are doing more and then very little by little by little we're doing less and they're doing more. It's mm-hmm. not a, a balanced thing where they're not doing anything and then they're doing everything. That's just it's not, not how switch. it works. This, yeah. is, this is the practice of parenting is the long game process of helping nurture and give these things, inviting our kids to but, take these but things that's what onto it is. their plate. That's what it is. Two hand is something we keep coming back to which is the way we mm-hmm. go about supporting these things matters. <clears throat> yeah. Right? And so... If, if I ultimately need my kid to sleep, to eat these foods, to whatever it is, why why is the way I'm doing it mm-hmm. um, so uncomfortable? And like we have to be considering, <clears throat> that's why we talk mm-hmm. about sensitive support and mm-hmm. thoughtful, intentional support, because the way we do it matters. Well, and the way we do it, I think, is so instinctual. And I think mm-hmm. it's basically, we're just responding in the way that we were raised and, and, and using skills that we know. Mm-hmm. And I think so much about this sensitive nurturing that we're talking about, this middle way, is, again, growing up alongside our kids, it's building the skills we weren't given mm-hmm. so that we can be giving them positive associations and skills to be taking over these things and really... Um, uh, kind of holding on to these freedoms themselves with with like a really deep value and understanding, an intrinsic motivation, so that they are not going out into the world and not knowing who they are and what they want and what they deserve. And in this you case, know? being like, "Mom's not here to tell me to clean up my room, so I mm-hmm. live in a pigsty." Right. Right. Okay. So let's start going down the list of things that we're trying to do. Okay. What's number one? I think we got ten things. We might have more <clears throat> than ten. We've got ten. Uh, we've got eleven. 
11 is like a conclusion. Okay. We're doing 10, Cal. (laughs) We're keeping it every week. We're doing 10. Okay. Okay. So first one I'd say is to just get clear on our why and our expectations. I think that so often I find Mm -hmm. myself being like, this needs to get cleaned up or this needs to go here. And then I think this happens with my partner too, where he's like, Han, why? Why? And I think, and our kids ask us why very often. And I think right now in this fraught time, it's such an important thing is to, Mm you know, question ourselves in a really healthy way mm-hmm. to, and to say, what is really necessary? What is really important? What things can I be unloading mm-hmm. that actually aren't? Or my son today, he was like spilling berry smoothie all over his, you know, placemat, which is not a wipeable placemat. It's like a prettier placemat, which I probably shouldn't have bought. Yeah, that's on you, girl. I know. <laughs> Totally my fault. And I was like, I don't want to clean this up. I don't want it to be stained. So I was already going into the why. I don't want him to pull the straw out. And Mm -hmm. he was like, why don't you want it to be stained? And I was like, because I like how it looks better when it's not stained. Like, I don't know. And he just, he forces me to just keep going closer, closer, closer into the why. Mm -hmm. And when I said that, I was like, I like how it looks better. I was just kind of like, that sounds stupid. Mm Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty shallow <clears throat> that I'm like chastising a, a small child mm-hmm. for spilling smoothie but, because I like how it looks. Right. But sometimes I will get back to the why and the deeper thing. And I can I can go at it with a little more consciousness and more conviction mm-hmm. in saying, I have thought this through. This is totally. valuable to me that these that the towels get back up on the rack and don't just stay on the floor. Mm-hmm. And because it makes me uncomfortable or whatever it is. And then yeah. I can say, okay, now I can follow through working with my totally. children and my husband. Right. That's so true. Okay. Number um, two. Okay. Number two. <sighs> Modeling, right? Mm-hmm. So beyond, you know, just doing it ourselves and just hoping our kids catch on, modeling is bigger than that. It's mm-hmm. not just doing all the work. So we model positively. So we have a tone when we're talking about doing the dishes. We're not like, nope, I got to go do the dishes now, which I, <laughs> I find myself saying so much. I was going to say, I got to go do the dishes really quick. I'm going to, okay. Making these things sound good so mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like drudgery, right? Mm-hmm. I love that, that having that general mindset that we all clean up. This is a family thing. Uh-huh. This is a natural a thing. story about how interesting yeah. this is and, and fun. This is just what we do. Yeah. Um, and knowing it's because it's that they will end up believing that as well. Mm-hmm. They're little right. sponges. Yeah. Um, I think modeling, it can also be narrating what. Like I think so much is kids don't understand the context and the process, all the little micro steps right, that so go into getting something done. They see us just standing in front of the dishes, <clears throat> and if we're if they're like, "What are you doing? Come play!" or blah blah, blah. I'll say, "I actually have. Let me count fourteen dishes to do in here, and I'm going to scrub each of them all the way around with soap. Do you want to watch? Then I'm going to rinse, mm-hmm. right? And then I'm going to stack it over here, and then it's going to need to get dried. And they're like, mind blown. I thought you were just doing this one thing called the dishes, mm-hmm. you know? So but, it's but yeah, I mean, I think when you think of this from a feminist perspective. You're like, they need to understand, not just see you working all the time and us working all the time, but understand what it goes into it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then narrating the why also. So, you know, explaining to them, oh, I've got to get this under the table here because if we leave this milk, guess who's going to come and get it? Ants. Ants. Yeah, so uh, talking about cause and effect and building Mm -hmm. that in instead of just being like, and just wiping up the stuff under the table. Because this is what we do. Think about this as a modeling opportunity. I keep trying to remind myself, Mm -hmm. this is a chance for me to say out loud what's happening and why it needs to be taken care of, right? Yeah, or even saying, oh my gosh, we come home. Oh, doesn't it feel good to come home to a clean house with everything put away? I'm so glad we put away the toys and the stuff before we left. Mm -hmm. You know, just talking it through and creating a conversation and a, a narrative around contribution around the home being a certain totally. way or feeling a certain way okay number four we give agency oh, and choice you, you skipped number three. Oh, i did yeah 
Oh, go, you go girl. Um, setting them up for success is a big one for me. Mm. I feel like if we have expectations that they help with things around the house or do things on their own, then we need to make it simple and accessible and routine for them. So <clears throat> oftentimes I'm like, put your clothes away. And then I look in their closet and all of their baskets are overflowing. <laughs> like I, they, they have too many clothes and it yeah. makes it hard for them to help. I have yeah. to help them help but me. But that, that, that happens to me often when I see if something keeps becoming a mess fast, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not their problem. This is my responsibility to be paring it down mm-hmm. or reorganizing it and setting them up for success right. in that way. Right? Back when we had a playroom at our old house, it's like we didn't have a, a specific place for every single thing. So I'd be like, clean it up. And it was just like, um, push things under the you Get know, them all close cabinets. to the wall. Uh, yeah. like, well, how do you even expect me to clean it up? Yeah. So having a place for things that the kids know so that they go to it to play with it and they know exactly where it gets put and back. And same with the routine yeah. in that way. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we always clean up before we go outside mm-hmm. or, you know, after, after we eat we carry our plates to the sink and that's Mm -hmm. that's our routine right Mm -hmm. yeah okay now i can say number four okay go for it which is to give agency and choice Mm -hmm. especially in those early age uh, ones like we talked about with with babies and toddlers we can be giving them that choice then and and modeling and doing all that stuff it's giving them a sense of contribution that they have belonging that their voice matters that they can contribute somehow to the family even something as small as like choosing which vegetables go in the soup that night, which clothes they want for their self-care, because ultimately they're going to need to decide what clothes they choose for themselves. So getting them involved as early as possible with the things around the house, for sure, mm-hmm. but also with just making choices about their own thing. Right. Do you want to wash your num- hair first or your body? Yeah, but like, it's also the number one thing is at least getting them to do, <clears throat> the ultimate contribution is for them to just take care of their own body and themselves. Yeah, right? totally. <laughs> so start there. And then clean up their own little messes, you yeah. know? Okay. So helping them do that for sure um number five family agreements so for those older kids like i think agency and choice is also really important but we talk a lot about family agreements especially like age four and up yeah especially right right now in this time Mm -hmm. let's all sit down and be like new normal everyone we're stuck together for a little while Mm -hmm. we're on a long spring break everybody let's renegotiate what our family contributions are Mm -hmm. not our chores not our things our checklists not our duty but these these great things that we get to do pitching in together to to support the house and the family yeah and i think that we have to be really careful with family agreements and with with those more direct uh, kind of resp- contributions and responsibilities because they can so easily feel like something put on our kids that our kids did not willingly take on. So I tend to say, give them lots of agency and choice about how to participate and be involved and help you and do things. And that does so much on its own. Mm-hmm. But I think family agreements can help. And if there's certain things that you're really a stickler about them doing, mm-hmm. let's write a list out and say, which th- of these things do you like? Mm-hmm. You really feel like you don't like it when your swimsuit's wet. Uh, when you go to put it on again. So can that be one of your jobs is you put it in the dryer? Mm-hmm. Like start helping them identify things that they can be doing and contributing. That they give a shit about. And that they give a shit about yeah. first and foremost. And it usually involves something about them. So not something arbitrary like mowing the lawn, but something like their swimsuit or their mm-hmm. books or their yeah. whatever, or, or based on their interest level. Okay, number six, we participate with them. Mm-hmm. This has been a really hard one because I feel like my son, his three, who's three, three and a half, is really old enough now to be doing a lot of this stuff on his own and often has shown me that he's able to. But there are times when I have to, I lately we're in this period where I will say, okay, now we're going to carry our plates to the table or any, I see your plate on the table or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And he always just goes, yeah, you have to do that. 
or I'm not going to do that. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. And just as he saunters off, like every single well, time. And, I mean, he's at that age where he's experimenting with power. Yeah. He's, he's figuring out at, at Montessori, he puts everything away. Every single thing. Right. Every single yeah. thing. But he's trying to be like, hey, I'm going to test this and see mm-hmm. how, wh- what's the conversation going right. to look like So we've here. been forced to go do? back to the drawing board and participate with him. So we're offering bids. We're doing little half step steps to help him. My husband was amazing mm-hmm. with it this morning. He was you know, he was like, "Hey, so how about you take?" When he said no and blew him off, mm-hmm. he was like, "How about you take your cup and I'll take and I'll take your plate." Mm-hmm. You know, like meeting, trying to meet him in the middle, or you know, we could say something in a play situation like, "Can you just put the blue blocks away instead of clean up the living room?" Mm-hmm. Just start small, well, right? And I think believing too that like. Playing with the toys can take an hour or two, but then cleaning up seems like this hugely overwhelming process to their brains to put everything back where it goes. It's like this weird backwards process. Mm -hmm. And so I think, like you said, Kelty, is making little half steps. Choose just one thing. Helping them. Like, we've all been there where we're like, oh my God, this garage. Where do I even start? Okay, I'm going to start with the shoes. Like, we're teaching them how to divide up a space and use what are they called like um smart goals or what are those called you know to do it and then making it fun i would say is the other way of participating with them and creating that positive association making it more likely they're building the skills because they just need to keep doing it over and over Mm -hmm. again in a positive way to be building the habit and the deeper long-lasting value so it could be like i'll hold the bin you throw the blocks in or can Mm -hmm. we walk backwards to the kitchen you holding the cup and me holding the plate which could be a recipe Mm -hmm. for disaster but hey um but using humor using creativity our daughters are now using the, that with our the younger sons that are two years younger, mm-hmm. like when they need their help to clean up. And that's been awesome. They're like taking over for us. Yeah. Um, what else? Number seven, we request sensitively. Mm-hmm. So we, we're trying to basically prompt and connect respectfully because we're the person in power and we mm-hmm. want to be showing our kids one day when they have more power how, how to ideally interact with another human being Mm-hmm. below you and right? to minimize power struggles absolutely right and increase the likelihood of collaboration right so the first thing in that it, we do is we try to interrupt carefully so mm-hmm. you know my son for example will saunter away from the table sometimes before i can catch him and is already engrossed in something else mm-hmm. um, when i want to redirect him back to carry his plate back which is our agreement right mm-hmm. and so I think it takes a lot for me to not just yell from the other room mm-hmm. or nag over and over, but to think, okay, he's in, he's in his new thing. He's, he's not paying attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm going to go over there. I'm going to sit for a second until he looks up at me. Mm-hmm. Right. And then mm-hmm. do we have the time to do this all the time? No. Often I'll just clear the plate because I can't fucking handle it. And maybe you should have interrupted, you know, like put that little prompt in a little earlier. earlier. Yep. Yeah. Um, so a second thing we're trying to do is to give our kids time to process that request. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy for us to be like, okay, this is where I really want to start counting down from 10 mm-hmm. for them to get up and go do it. And instead we've been counting up in our brains to just be like, they need some time to process this request. It's not an immediate thing, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. I think using questions is something that's been really working well with my daughter. And I think it can create less pushback and more willingness to just say, hey, what do we do after we're done eating? So it's it's asking this this nice little mm-hmm. prompt rather than saying, you need to clean your dish, which is being like, I'm challenging you to a power struggle right now. Yeah. Is there room for our food on the table? That's what Who, Justin you know? said this yeah. morning. It was so great. I was like, that's such a nice way of saying, pick up your shit. Mm-hmm. Is there room for food? I know you want food, but we can't even see the surface Mm -hmm. of the table. Right. Who wants to grab these markers while I grab the papers? Like we're we're using questions. It's an invitation to engage and Mm -hmm. have this conversation and do this work. It's not a um, challenge. Right. That's And in that same vein, we Mm -hmm. give information or say what we see. So like, Mm -hmm. oh, tissues go in the the trash can Mm because it just chucked it. 
mm-hmm. you know, or, oh, plates go on the counter, mm-hmm. you know, or I see the markers are still out, mm-hmm. you know, just nuanced ways to, an observation. to gain compliance without being a dick, right? Mm-hmm. Or sometimes you, <laughs> Hannah, will go to the thing and, and hold up the shoes and go, shoes, mm-hmm. kind of with a smile, like, here, hey, your shoes are here still. And, and they're so much more likely to like give you a funny little smile back and come mm-hmm. over and put them in the bin. Right. But right? We're, we're just, we're go, trying our damnedest to enter into these little conversations and these, you know, contribution um, opportunities opportunities very sensitively and carefully because we don't want to make it a power struggle. We don't want our kids to think every time we have a request that it's us against them. Yeah. And add that negative association that we're trying to avoid, right? Yeah. Okay. Number eight. Oh, man. Um, I think it's so easy for me. Well, number eight is to show reflection and appreciation instead of praising or criticizing. Mm. And I think it's so easy for me when my daughter finally does some dry some dishes or I see her all of a sudden dusting plants like mm-hmm. on her own. I'm like, I want to be like, oh my God, you are amazing. I love you. Good job, Good honey. job. Yeah. You know, but um, praise like that is kind of empty. Praise is saying, it's saying I love you when you perform this and do these things so what about when you're not doing it maybe you're not Mm -hmm. loved as much we don't want to get into their worthiness and their belonging based on what they do so instead we say we we observe we say you cleaned up all the toys now we have more time at the park or you dusted that plant it's going to live longer now that's Mm -hmm. pretty cool So building context Mm -hmm. while showing appreciation right and then showing appreciation i'll say you put all your clothes away and god my sore back is thinking thank you you know, so thanking them and explaining again what their contribution was. It's not just a pat on the head or a gold star or a treat. They're not dogs. They're not monkeys. They're human beings. And we want them to understand the the reasons behind the impact of what they did. You know, yeah, like they deserve they're, they're, to know They're that. learning the, the ramifications of their contribution and they're understanding what gratitude actually is mm-hmm. because there's the why there. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. it. Okay. Number nine. Sometimes we have to kind of make a plan. Right, mm-hmm. and we have to go in with what we talk about as the high warmth and high expectations. Mm-hmm. If shit has to happen, right? If the markers keep coming out and being left there with all the lids off, and this keeps happening, mm-hmm. we've set them up for success. They can reach them. They can organize them. They can. They have access to put mm-hmm. them back, and it's it's becoming a sticking point that we don't want to clean up every time, right? Mm-hmm. We're having that ding ding. Something needs to happen. A boundary needs to be mm-hmm. set up here, right? Mm-hmm. So right. what do we do? Well, and so we go into it with high warmth and high expectations. Mm-hmm. So lovingly, calmly, neutrally, we set the expectation that we've done in a family agreement that we've mentioned before, or we bring it up for the first time. Hey, so I'm seeing, right? It's a conversation, not a threat. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that the markers have been left out again and they get dried out and then we have to buy more and we're not buying more right now. So I need you to, to close those markers up and put them away when you're done we're not going to be able to have the markers out for a while until you can do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And then let them, you know, decide what works for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it has to be where we really decide, is this a sticking point where we want to basically create a natural consequence Mm -hmm. rather than it's not a threat, right? Um, We're not using incentives. If you put the markers away, then we can do whatever. Or if you don't put them away, no TV show. Right. Right. We're just saying, this is the natural consequence, dude. They they disappear. Yeah. If if, the love is there, this is no, no insult whatsoever here. I'm just delivering you this information and that's that's you one know? thing that we've been practicing that makes it feel so good is like i'm just the messenger mm-hmm. it's talking in that it's just the powers that be mm-hmm. it's not me it's not me against you this is just how it is right yeah. and so that's like our loving follow-through it's the high mm-hmm. expectations and high warmth 
for the shit that we're not just involving them in things. We're not, you know, sensitively requesting they do things. It's it's a full on expectation at this point. That's how we follow through. Mm-hmm. Is and, lovingly, and, and that's our job to really decide which are the things mm-hmm. are we going to put that boundary up with high warmth, and mm-hmm. which things are we going to either let go and hope it gets cleaned up at some point, or be okay picking up ourselves. Or and we're talking mm-hmm. about this so much in cleaning up because mm-hmm. I know that that's a big struggle. But contributions is more than that. It's getting themselves dressed. It's mm-hmm. it's you know, carrying their plate to the counter. It's a, a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's going to look so different for every family too. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're going to have your, your expectations and then it, that has to become a conversation with the people who you are expecting to meet your expectations. Right. So that's what we're talking about here is can we just make this positive? Can we make this a conversation? Can we be explaining the why and, and talking about needs and problem solving together? Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's another big part of it is once we go after this and say, Hey, this needs to happen or whatever, let it be a conversation where we can help them to help themselves. Mm-hmm. What would help you remember to make your bed in the morning? Or what would help you remember to whatever expectation we've set that they also agreed to and are having trouble meeting? Mm-hmm. Like we don't want them to always need an external cue from us to to prompt them to do every single thing. That's that's not the idea here. The idea is the intrinsic motivation, right? It's the inner wisdom and authority to say, I like it when my bed is made, so I'm gonna make my bed. Mm-hmm. And how am I going to figure out how to get that done? Because it's valuable to me. Yeah. You know. Okay, number 10. This one is important to me because it's my own personal work. It's less in w- my work with the kids. But what I've been mm-hmm. trying to do is just, instead of being like, here's all this work, here's all these lovely contributions that I'm taking on mm-hmm. extra right now <clears throat> for everybody and feeling like that feeling of, if, if they're not doing it, then it's just on my plate mm-hmm. and it's extra on my plate, is asking myself, what can I get off my plate? How can I pare down? How can I slow down? Mm-hmm. What can I let go of right now? You know, and that's sort mm-hmm. of like the uh, step number one, I think, just asking about our expectations and rejiggering in, in mm-hmm. this new time of being at home. But coming think, back to the drawing board. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I think these these hard times right now are making me go into extra control mode where I'm like, oh, those little Legos on the floor two weeks ago, I would have been like, pick up your Legos. Okay, whatever. And now I'm like, those Legos need to get picked up because yeah. I'm, I'm searching it for is vital, it's vital, <laughs> everybody. We need a tight ship. Um, but the, yeah, I'm, I'm searching for control. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling helpless mm-hmm. and I'm, and I'm going into <clears throat> overdrive. So what can I take off my plate? I've started doing some paper plates and, and bowls, which is really, I know not environmentally sustainable and not great, but it's helping me because I'm doing fewer dishes. We don't have a dishwasher, everybody. I'm the dishwasher and my husband too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's things like that. We're doing more canned soup, mm-hmm. right? We're trying to get the messes outside so that we don't have to clean them up inside as much. We know mm-hmm. we're privileged to have an outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think all of this just gets back to our goals, Kel, and mm-hmm. we can start wrapping this baby up, but it's just saying we, we want to be encouraging contribution. We want to be building all this, but at what cost? And I feel like it's sometimes I think of contribution and all this work we're doing as kind of like anti-feminist. Like yeah. it, human giver is a real thing. Are we human givers? Or are we human beings? Most men are human beings. Most women are human we givers. Talk about this, this is this how we in raise the, our in the, kids. All the rage uh, episode with Darcy Lockman. <clears throat> we should go back to that. Right. That stuff is so pertinent and now. I think man. it's so easy to fi- to be like, you need to contribute to society. You need to be a helper. Right. Look for the helpers. You got to help, 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 help. And socialization, right. priority, and yeah. it's really hard to be like, no. Like sometimes I don't feel like fucking helping. I don't feel like doing shit for other people all day long. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to be nurturing our kids' inner feminist as well and helping them again attune to the why, attuning to their needs. So, you know, it's pushed me to say, hey, this I've noticed this over here needs to get done. Can you find a time to do it? Trusting more and helping them to choose what works for them rather than demanding, demanding yeah. it and creating this expectation that that's what a good, valuable person does is they help other people and they do shit for other people all day long. Yeah. Yes. And that's something that we are fighting. And also in that same vein, I have to be, make sure that I'm not taking out my rage, my mm-hmm. all the rage, my all-encompassing overwhelm on my kids mm-hmm. when I look at them being like, and they can just walk away from that mess because they're a kid. And and it, I think we're all yeah. feeling that. And I have to, I'm really trying to recognize the moments that I'm I'm raging on them because I'm jealous of them mm-hmm. because it feels unfair. Yeah. And because we need to be having a conversation with our partners yeah. instead or about doing the, the division uh, of labor. Right. Yeah. And, and doing more behind the scenes work to pare down and clear out and simplify. Mm-hmm. That's not, it's not their fault, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's so hard. Yeah. I think that so much of this comes down to trust in the long game. I think that it's so easy again to think in that binary way of, of all of this being a checklist mm-hmm. and that, we do all of it and then they do all of it. But scaffolding skills takes time and values takes longer than skills too. Mm-hmm. Intrinsic motivation takes a while to grow and it can't be forced. And I, I just keep trying to remember in my mind that I don't want my kids to always ask what's in it for me or I'll do it only if I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, Like we have to be um, nurturing this sense of contribution from an inner place, not from an external place. Yeah, but I think that our our society tells us that we need to be performing these skills perfunctorily to build a greater value. Mm-hmm. I tell my kid, say thank you, be, say thank you, say thank you, or please, or I'm mm-hmm. sorry, or whatever, because that's going to make you a, a gracious, compassionate Understand human being. Understand the value of manners. gratitude, right? Yeah. Or I'm gonna, you know, say, eat this, eat this, eat this, because I want you to understand good health. And so we force the skills, mm-hmm. to, hoping that it will build a value. And what you and I are trying to to do is the reverse of that, is saying well, foster, it, yeah. foster this amazing environment full of value, full of the proof, the why, the good stuff, and the skills will come. But trust it takes so much skills. trust. It really does. It really does. Um, I think I told this story. Uh, in one of our really early episodes, but when my husband went to the farm school in Massachusetts, we went out there for a year and he was farming for um, with 11 other students. We were all in this little commune. And the, one of the first days I went out there to uh, take a tour around and he showed me everything. We took, took me to the horses stables and the pig area and the chickens and out into all the vegetable fields and talked talk me through what he did. And I remember just saying something like, how do you not feel like you're just doing chores all day? like all day long. And he, and he said, I don't look at it as chores. I look at it as the work, the the valuable work. And I think that ended up influencing us so much in our early parenting where we felt like it was like Groundhog Day, you know, <clears throat> nursing, burping, cleaning up diapers <laughs> over and over and over, all these things that really could feel like drudgery and rep the repetition of it feeling suffocating. And it's something, this story just keeps coming back to me this last week of, of feeling stuck in this, in this loop of cleaning, feeding, doing the, the stuff without mm-hmm. any break mm-hmm. and, and, and thinking about how we can return to that mindful space of these, these things, these contributions, these chores, these um, tasks we need to constantly perform and consistently perform, not being the moments between 
um, the good stuff, but actually being the good stuff themselves. How can we look at mm-hmm. each as important, you know? Mm-hmm. And because that we're living it right now. Yeah. If we're having to live things and do things that we've decided are important or vital for our family or for us, then I would like to try to find a way to enjoy it, to find the magic in the mundane at some point. Yeah, you told me a couple know? days ago that you were putting away all the laundry and it took you like three times longer than normal because mm-hmm. you you didn't have somewhere to be in yeah. that same way you weren't I just, rushing i noticed that i was trying i'm feeling anxious i was trying to just rush and get it done and i was like what am i rushing to get to and i was like mm-hmm. you know i'm just gonna sit here i'm like, gonna take my time i'm gonna focus on each piece picture how small it is on my child right now it's mm-hmm. like someday it's gonna be like way too small and oh this piece is from this person and we got this here and they wore this there and i really just like went through it and and I just felt so much better. It mm-hmm. really just brought me back to perspective, mm-hmm. to relationship. Um yeah, I think you know. our our goal is to be present and mindful. You know, the the goal isn't productivity, it's presence. Mm-hmm. The goal isn't the checklist, it's the process. And the goal isn't perfection, it's progress, growth, togetherness, mm-hmm. right? I'm I mean, having to the, switch the word that contribute is <coughs> con is with so it's give give to it's to give to something yeah. and I think that contribute is we can be doing that in so many different ways with each other and I think it really makes you wonder especially right now like it gives you some per- serious perspective mm-hmm. that people are dying and we're complaining about messes yeah I'm like oh my living room's a fort right now <laughs> all the, another laundry pile another meal to make like we have food <clears throat> to make meals I know you know we're, we're so lucky that we have things to contribute to with people to contribute to you yeah. know and 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 how can we keep looking at at all of these billions of things that we have to do in our homes over and over again not as impediments to our life but but accept the as is that they are our lives and try to connect back to the value in that i love that cal so it's a choice rather than controlling the specifics of contribution which for me is usually based in fear and expectations and it disconnects me from my kid and doesn't really give them a good association with the act of contribution we want to be nurturing the spirit of contribution Mm -hmm. which is based in significance and trust and respect collaboration and patience and ultimately belonging contribution we're together we're all here together you know i feel like we need to be looking around and not just seeing the stuff but really taking a look and feeling the humanity and the people that make that stuff happen or not happen sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Seeing the Legos on the floor, seeing the Cheerios on the counter, seeing the laundry basket that hasn't been emptied yet. And just think about the humans that created that, the connections that can make that shit happen Mm -hmm. and stop thinking about what we see, but just getting into what we feel. Yeah, and I think that with everything that's happening in the world right now and when we go th- we've gone through traumas mm-hmm. um, that just give us that sense of clarity of mm-hmm. what's important what and 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 pushes back on that instinct to focus on the minutia and mm-hmm. and the and the things that don't really matter right yeah. and to just keep thinking about connection being the name of the game and really w- what our focus should be I love it. So tune in for more ways that we can support our kids' freedom to contribute in our Instagram stories and hopefully YouTube someday, Kelty, this week. uh, The next two weeks, we're going to do a Q&A episode, not this Monday, but next Monday because we don't have time to work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. We'll still have an episode every Monday, but yeah, yeah, we'll be on Instagram. Please come find us there. Mm -hmm. And we want to hear your thoughts on today's episode, what you're you're doing to kind of foster that that spirit of contribution. um, Yeah, what you're leaning into a little 
like more particular, particularly and what you're just letting go. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Yeah. Our we show support notes, you. Our show notes will be on the website at upbringing.co forward slash podcast forward slash contribute. Mm-hmm. Um, and thanks to Alex, our rena- renaissance techie helper podcaster, who's like truly making this possible for mm-hmm. us right now. Straight up. Um, Amber Okamura, who does all our art, and Mary Schroeder of Making Type, who does our lettering for Q&A and, and print stuff. Mm-hmm. We love you ladies so much. So much. And lastly, thank you for being here. This is a messy, crazy, important job being a parent, and we're going to make lots of mistakes, lots of them. And that's okay, because our growth depends on it. And if you're here, you're doing the work. In fact, you're doing an amazing job, and we are so proud of you. We're right here with you, taking steps to better understand ourselves, our kids, and one another, one conversation at a time. So thanks for being here. We're all in this together. We're all growing up together. Till next time.